Blog Talk Radio. You are listening live. We'll do it live! Of course, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday. It's November 25th, 2020. It's Thanksgiving Day Eve. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, no Thanksgiving music or... Thanksgiving gets shafted in a, in a lot of those ways, or you don't, you don't get a. There's no sound. I guess I could have had a gobble turkey thing. Oh no! Anyway, Thanksgiving Eve. It's uh, a traditionally uh, a big wrestling two days: the day before and the day of Thanksgiving. Was uh, back in the day a, a wrestling territorial. You know, some places bigger than others, but. Yeah, but it's Thanksgiving tomorrow, and if that's not obvious in the first 30 seconds of the show, uh, it is. Uh, but I'm Travis Bryant. Joining me as soon as possible will be Cameron Hawkins. Uh, in the meantime, let me go ahead and give out all the contact information. It is Thanksgiving Day Eve, by the way, again, so you know. Uh, if you want to have your voice heard on this show, there are two ways of going about that. Uh, first way, get in line. Give us a call, and we will talk to you live on air tonight. Hit us up on the Constellation Lines at 347-202-0103. Once again, that's 347-202-0103. If you can't call us live but still want to have your voice heard, you can always drop us a voicemail. Uh, Voicemails give you three unadulterated minutes to ask your questions, pose your comments, uh, rant, rave, whatever you got. The voicemail is there for you to do it. Hit the voicemail line at 415-787-5229. Once again, the voicemail line is 415-787-5229. Another way to contact us is the email. Classic, good old-fashioned email. Find us on the email at East Coast Audio... Shit, sorry. (laughs) East Coast... Audio show at gmail.com. Once again, that's East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. That is our email. Uh, hit us up um, anytime during the week, anytime during the show. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. Let us know somewhere in the subject or uh, <clears throat> body of the email at least uh, which segment you want your email read in VIP or non VIP. You can find the show on Twitter at East Coast Cast. Twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Trevlord. And you can find Cam at Seahawk, at C-E-E Hawk. And last bastion of Get Adage, you can find us on Facebook. The Facebook fan page can be found at Facebook.com slash PW Torch East Coast Cast. Or you can just search East Coast Cast or PW Torch. You will see us among the family of Torch fan pages. So please give us a like, share us on your timeline, tag your wrestling buddies in it, spread the word that way. Y'all know how it works by, by now. I mean, you better. 
All right. Without further ado, Cameron Hawkins, welcome to the show, buddy. What's up? Um, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. How's everything? Good. Some furry animal is smothering me right now. That's uh, that's a good thing. Um, yeah, I'm going to filter. You shouldn't guess. <laughs> so you shouldn't guess. No, the first thought that comes to mind, uh, this is, yeah. if anything else, a family show. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. So, Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so good. Everything's good. What's your, I didn't even ask, and I probably, it didn't hit me until I said, hey, everybody, it's Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, to like, hey, are you going anywhere? Are you going to be in town? I didn't even know. No. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought that... Um, the best thing for for me to do was to uh, just kind of stay in place. You know what yes, I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I absolutely understand people's need and desire and muscle memory and traveling for Thanksgiving and getting with their family. And a lot of people who are doing it have been absolutely safe through the pandemic. And you know, hope everything goes well for them. I also acknowledge the fact that there are going to be people who are having their last Thanksgiving, <laughs> specifically because they decided to have Thanksgiving. So um, in good conscience, I didn't want to contribute to that any more than I needed to. So me and the little man are just going to stay here and watch uh, probably a bunch of horror movies until <clears throat> we fall asleep for a couple of days and watch a bunch of football and I'll eat the plates that happen to be delivered to me because we're Well, you know, you can't turn down the plates. Never turn down the place. Um, I was at HEB about three hours ago, and you'd have been like, pandemic what? Pandemic who? Mm-hmm. It don't stop. No. So, it don't it's, stop. Uh, it is one of those things where you go, all right, all right, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, what can you tell a bunch of adults? That um, understand logic and how how nature and shit works, and then they go, you know what? I can get. It's like that. It's like when you like, you know what? I probably shouldn't do this. Like, in first injection of heroin, like you know, it's going to ruin my life. Look at all the look at all the evidence. But I think I can handle it. I think I'll be the one. I got it. Nah, it won't happen to me. Yeah, for sure. So my so my mother's actually cooking. Um, but I'm not going home. We talked about that a few weeks ago, but, you know, I have my my best friend who is actually, like, very, you know, has to be responsible because he teaches and coaches and so, and you know, gets tested and, you know, they go about the things they need to. He is 36 years old but can't get from under his mama's arm for anything. So he right. happens to be in town. So at the very least, I get – uh, my mother's food non-contact delivered to me, so that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, can't beat that by too much. Um, but yeah, we're just yeah. I'm gonna be at the crib with my little man as he cuddles up on me. Of course, he didn't want to talk to me until the show came on, and now he's just all over me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, of course, that's that's how it works. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so if you hear if you hear the snuggles and the and the and the grunts, uh, know that it's uh, not a hostage situation in the back. 
Um, so we got a, a decent, <laughs> a decent amount to, uh, to talk about. We got some TV stuff to talk about. Um, just kind of not run of the mill, but you know, standard kind of storyline progression with with some things and some some good matches, some great matches. Uh, Io Shirai versus uh, versus Rhea Ripley from NXT last week. Uh, but I'm going to start with. 30 years of The Undertaker, right? All condensed and wrapped into Undertaker on Cameo. Man, a thousand bucks and Undertaker in gimmick, at least like, you know, in his black leather long, you know, duster or whatever in his hat and the black tank underneath black pants and the voice will cut a promo of various, you know, styles and intensities about various topics, whether you're going through some things or you're just a guy who likes The Undertaker and got a bunch of Undertaker collectibles. <laughs> Damn, I don't, I don't know how, I mean, I, the internet, I know how, but like how Bosmos had all these things and just collated this entire cameo list of Undertaker promos, like dozens and dozens. That's as far as I got because they're just, and after 25 of them, it's just like I, your face hurts. You've laughed at people. You've judged people for, <laughs> for their decisions to pay this man a grand to say the stupidest, you know, or you're just like, Oh my God, that that person might really be suffering. And what if like this Undertaker thing like really peps them up? And it's like <laughs> you, just, you just go through the emotions. But mostly you're just like, what the fuck is wrong with people paying a thousand bucks? And wow, the Undertaker is cutting whack ass promos for a thousand bucks. And clearly, just by this list, he's got you know he made like a hundred grand real quick. Uh, Cam, Undertaker on Cameo. What the fuck? Travis, how many times have you been suspended from Twitter? Just, uh, no. Facebook, two or three times. Like a band. Like I've, been tw- I've been suspended for Twitter twice, both okay. in the last year and a half, I guess, mm-hmm. in the last two years. So the second time I was suspended for Twitter is because I was saying something. I was joking around with my boy uh, from undergrad, and he said something about, well, that, that'll kill me. I said, well, you should just die then. And I got suspended for a week. Right. Right? right. I remember the that. The other time I got suspended was for 12 hours. I got suspended for 12 hours because for no reason at all, uh, I went to – uh, when I went to Raw in Austin, shout out to Sean Radican for making that happen. Um, the Undertaker came out or had like a video promo or did something. And I tweeted mm-hmm. out, wow, The Undertaker's a whore. And they suspended me for 12 hours for calling him a whore. Wow. Like, I didn't even call a real person a whore. <laughs> I didn't say Mark Calloway was a whore. I said right. The Undertaker was a whore. You, you, right? you're, saying, you're saying Philip J. Fry, you're a fucking asshole. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So 
Um, no, the Undertaker's a whore. Like you can't you can't suspend me from blog talk for saying that. He's a whore. Like he has been listening whoring himself out for money. Yeah, right. He's been shamelessly whoring himself out for money for at the very least five years. Well, like, I mean, on. he's been under the WWE marketing machine for for thirty years. I mean, well, what I'm really... saying is, he was at the very least good at his job to where that was a part of his job. But he hasn't been good at his job since like the year, the six months after WrestleMania 30. He's been washed. He's been broken down. He has been just finding ways to monetize this thing that he can't back up with the original talent that was instilled into it. Um, so, no, this is just like Undertaker's on Cameo. Of course Undertaker's on Cameo. Undertaker's a whore. Like, this is what he does. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was the next step after he could no longer secure the bag from wrestling. And, of course, he probably got, you know, if he wanted to, he could probably get another, you know, 100 200,000 out of Saudi Arabia, but his body's not holding up anymore, and he's finding ways to to monetize things. And look, I'm never one to tell you not to go chase your bag, right? Like, get your money. Like, do your thing. But you're still a whore. Like, it doesn't mean that you're not out here doing things that you would look down on other people for doing um, that aren't even out of necessity. Like, you're just a whore. Um, Yeah. So Undertaker being on Cameo, no, it didn't surprise me. The, the the day I knew Undertaker was broken, Travis, is when he showed up to the queue in full costume and LeBron wouldn't meet with him. That's when I knew. LeBron knew. It's the moment. Well, I mean, it is LeBron. And LeBron's like a wrestling fan. But, like, I'm not showing up to anything as – I, I wouldn't even know. I don't have an alternate persona. I'm not showing up <laughs> reading my tweets off one by one in a room because you like them. Like, no, that's goofy. Do, do, do like, the thing, Cam. Do the thing. Do the, do, do. LeBron James was, like, in his 30s, though. Like, he didn't want a costume party. Yeah. Like, you show up as a man. Right. Imagine LeBron you know, <laughs> in, his, in, his, in, his, uh, in his ball shorts and his. In his uh, Lakers jersey or whatever team he was when that thing. Yeah, if LeBron showed up to your house <laughs> in costume, you would be like, where's the cameras for Sprite? It's fucking stupid. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, and then they did the, you know, the 30 years. Like, I, listen, I don't fault anybody in that company for looking up to that guy and thinking the world of that guy and talking about how much he did for the business. Like, I, I really do get that. And I, I feel like... Even when I voice my own opinions on the guy, I'm never like, you shouldn't like him. I say, I don't like him because I don't rock with the bullshit that he's talking about. But, you know, if that's if thank you, Taker, is your thing, farewell, Taker, is your thing, cool. Like, like that's you. And I'm certainly not telling you not to do that. But I don't know. I just think he's um, a far-right, anti-all-the-things-I-represent Whore, and you know that's kind of where I stand on it. And and granted, Travis, what do, what do I stand on? If there's a perfect pro wrestling match, it's Jeff Hardy Undertaker ladder match. It's perfect. No, it's absolutely my absolute and the absolute favorite match that my eyeballs have seen ever in my life is Undertaker Shawn Michaels at uh, uh, Mania 25. So yeah, he's he's right. stellar. He's done sure. some absolutely amazing things, and and 
I, I don't fault anybody for loving them. But when you tell me I can't make fun of him or I have to respect him because of what he did, I'm like, yo, I respect my life more than I respect this dumbass TV show. Sorry. Even if he didn't have, like, that, the, that's kind of where the I social fall, and right? political, like, flaming red flags, but just that whole locker room leader bullshit that they try to... Yeah, he was dragging employees through the mud. If If those same people who are saying thank you, Taker, if they had to sit on a on a fucking court with him, Angle, JBL, Benoit, and whoever else, they wouldn't be saying that shit. Yeah. But thank you, Taker. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah. sure. Um, but no, paying a thousand, like, and you're right. Like, we never know what anybody's going through. Like, that may be, but I know people that think that's absolutely their guy. Like, I, yeah. not, not Rock, not Austin, not Brett, not Sean. Undertaker is their guy. And they just Women love too. him to death. And I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. And, and so, like, and what's weird is Undertaker is, would you say one step down? From uh, Austin and Rock, but probably yes. a little above the Bretts and the Shawns and the Triple H's. Yes, that's fair. And what I mean to say is, a thousand dollars on cameo is fucking crazy. But he's literally the only person that can do it in wrestling. Like Ric Flair charges five hundred. Ric Flair, whose gimmick was that I get money and everybody gives me money. Uh, but Undertaker is like you can't afford a Steve Austin or a Rock Kent. You don't have enough money, right? Like um, they're, they're not going to, you know. Yeah, you don't have himself? the capital or the clout to do that. But Undertaker is the step down, yeah. and that's as expensive as it's probably going to get. And yeah, I mean, he's hell. If you can get the money, get the money. You know what I'm saying? Like. I just wish he would have started doing this shit five years ago and getting off my TV. That was yeah, no, for sure. There's an argument that could be made. There's probably people yelling when I just immediately and dismissively said, "Yeah, like under Rock and Austin." There's an argument to be made that he's the number one wrestling act, like certainly of the modern era, maybe not ever. Yeah, the most you know, like that most thirty years is like sure. legit, and he's like, yeah. and hands down the number one gimmick of all time. He's hands down the number one, sure. you know, certainly until the last two or three years, like kayfabe, non kayfabe breakingness act. You know, he didn't go on Jimmy Kimmel, or you know, he certainly picked his. I'm sure there's a spot where he did something. But he certainly picked his moments, and he never really broke character, no matter how ridiculous. Uh, you know, he showed up at the Bronze thing and the words you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. The word you're looking for is enduring. That's the word. He is the most yeah. enduring act, period. Because, like, even the cracks that we see, that people like us see in him, he is lucky enough to exist in an era where enough people will say, so you don't like him because of his political beliefs. Like, Hulk Hogan doesn't get that. Because 
man, this is this is getting so dark. Well, to a lot of people, unless you say the N word, you've never said the N word, and you don't feel well, any way. Smart enough though, in a lot of ways, to not wear a fucking uh, yeah, whatever. Well, every time bullshit. he leaves the house, he's Hulk Hogan. Like Hogan, yeah, like Hogan's not gonna fuck up his. Like that was the worst thing, obviously, ever. Not because he got to said anything, but because he got caught. I'm like, fuck, I fucked up my whole image and my eating your vitamins and say, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. He got past the sex part. Like, yeah, people fuck each other and wives get mm-hmm. caught up. Best, best friends get stabbed in the back. And, you know, people can, you know, people are people. Dicks are dicks. And, you know, they fall in the pussy sometimes. Uh, but, <laughs> the the racist stuff, that's where. You know, it's like, well, here you, you fucked up your whole gig with WWE for three or four years or however long it was, so they brought him back. Uh, all, all that kind of stuff. So, Undertaker's not so blatant with it, but I'll go with him. Put himself yeah. out there. Not even after being exposed as a piece of shit that he is. Yep. But yeah, Undertaker's absolutely enduring. Like, and And the best thing about it was it's not just that the character was good all of a sudden. And I think it starts with the Ric Flair mania match. All of a sudden he's putting on like these amazing match of the year candidates, like outside of the gimmick and all the things you remember, there are specific matches you can look at to really like, fuck, like, like all due respect to rock who I, I, you know, I, I is, is absolutely one of my favorites and one of the best, there are like three or four matches you can point to with The Rock that really stand out as great matches, right? There's what? There's the Austin Mania stuff. There's the triple threat with Angle and Undertaker. Um, and, and granted, there, there's absolutely stuff sprinkled. And the Judgment Day with Triple H. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, Benoit match somewhere that was pretty, pretty damn good. Yeah, absolutely. Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got to start digging. For, for stuff, for Rock, Austin, of course, you have, uh, you know, a year stretch. Like, you have, uh, of course, the Brett match. On the flip side, you have the stuff with him and the Rock. You have Undertaker, SummerSlam. Um, so there's stuff there. But as far as, like, let me tell you about this WrestleMania match with the Undertaker and why this was such a big deal and who he beat and who he faced. And then Undertaker has the uh, the advantage of having – the crazy gimmick matches all built around him. Your Hell in a Cells, your Buried Alives, again, the Jeff Hardy ladder match. Um, so there's just this stuff, and, and, you know, the stuff with Brock early on. Like, there's there's stuff that really sticks out with him because of where he was on the card, where he was, and his progression as a character. Um, he's one of the few that have it on both sides in a very defined manner, in that your gimmick was this and your resume with matches is this. Yeah. All right. Got a lot out of that. Uh, Undertaker talk about Undertaker for twenty minutes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Didn't uh, thought we would. Um. All right. Let's talk about some TV. Uh, what happened on TV in the last last week? That's talk. I uh, was talking Shit. about. Uh, yeah. I, I brought up the Io Shirai. Uh, Rhea Ripley. Ripley match. Uh, I thought that was just. Really good. I don't know if it's uh, if, if 
Ripley's going anywhere. I mean, they had a stop and start thing with her as far as the main roster goes earlier this year. So we'll see. But uh, those two put on uh, put on the uh, put on the banger. Yeah, the thing with like she's only going to get better, and that's so crazy to say, right? Like she's only going to have more opponents. Um, and a lot of people were like, "Damn, is she is she getting moved up already?" Like, man, her and Shayna, uh, her and Bianca, you know, just some real physical stuff. Like that's going to be it. You know, Yoshirai is going through. I think the same. Um, the same thing that Oscar went through, like just a, a, a crisis of success where I'm clearly the best one down here. I can get a good match out of anybody. Everything I do is good. When are they going to call me up? You know, like like she's absolutely – she's doing the thing that Jericho did for the IC title for the longest time, which is I'm the standard bearer. Getting past me means that you've really made it. I can stay here as long as I need to, or I can go be great anytime I need to. Like she's she's phenomenal. She really is. But unlike unlike Oscar, she doesn't have the 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 uh, curse or gift of that streak and the whole undefeated gimmick and the unbeatable, Very uh, you know, hanging over her head. So um, I, I I think the division's stronger than you know. She's in a much better position. Than Oscar was in. There's no, well, we might as well get her out of this ecosystem that she's just clearly and obviously just think of where the NXT women's division was at that time. Uh, they're not there. Like, they've got some good talent, certainly some more young talent than they know what to do with. Mm. But a lot of them, and you figure that's going to sh- that's going to shake out. Uh, Speaking of that, you think um, looking at Ember Moon as she's come back, um, mm-hmm. do you think she should still be down there? Um, for hers, I don't even say that. That's difficult. It really is. It is because it's difficult to get past my like kind of apathy. Like I don't give a fuck where she go. I'm not gonna care about her either way. Like I'm not. I, <laughs> She's just a body. I think she's that good, though. I, I really do think she's that good. Um, to where they should be. Enough, though. She just doesn't have. She, it's better. It's been proven over and over again. It's better to be good personality-wise than you know. You don't want to be a stiff, but as good as she is, she's just got nothing else. She's just black. I, got and that, I mean, that's just not even, well, I guess one of the reasons I don't, I'm not a fan of her, but she's just, well, she can't cut a promo. She's not a, necessarily, a, again, you might as well pay money to see her in anything. So, yeah, I, think I, I don't know. Do you move a talent like that up? I mean, yeah, if you need her, if that role I, I think needs to be, but she's just, I don't think don't go. She's not going to go to Raw or SmackDown and I'm a star because she's barely a star in NXT. And I, and to me, I really think she was on her way before the injury. I think they were putting her in position 
to really be the workhorse of that division. Um, you know, you get hurt, things change. Um, I do feel like um, in, a, in a singles division, like a Raw could really benefit from her um, because, you know, I, I think Shayna's a very good singles talent. Um, but outside of Shayna and uh, and Oscar, I don't know who I think is like a good – and Natalia is always going to be Yeah, good. I was going to – we would look up um, – you know, Six or seven years from now, we would look up and Ember Moon will have transitioned into the Natty Neidhart of the. Not that, that's yeah. a great position to be. <laughs> For sure. But, I think I think <laughs> four and division. But like constantly being counted on and not valued at the same time, that thing mm-hmm. she always goes through. Like that's just the kind of personality that I see and. Spot on I think you said that exactly yeah. how it is, though. Being counted on, but not necessarily being valued, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like occasionally you'll have a, you know, you'll get slotted in, but mostly you'll be there to, to, give people over and uh, to be a, a body, a good body, uh-huh. but a body. And again, she so, might go so, fuck her. I'll take that spot. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Good as that show was, let's not. Um, and I know we got people coming, so let's not bury the real lead. Survivor yeah. Series, right? Oh fuck, um, that's right. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch any results. I don't know what, okay. really what happened. So that's not the first so, thing. So, so let me say this. I want to make sure I get kind of the important part. Fart is over, or Mac and fart is like the thing that can. That's all I know about Survivor Series. Or I have no I'm idea what it is. Did Drew? Did Drew oh, fart? Drew McInfarn. I assume somebody called him that in like an attempt. I don't know. So the Raw men's team beat the SmackDown men's team clean sweep. Okay. Um, The smart thing that they did. Like five nothing, or like like nobody got eliminated from Raw. Five nothing. God damn. Five nothing. Yep. The smart thing that they did was Adam Pearce comes out and says, "Hey." You guys won the Raw men's uh, the Raw men's or I'm just, you guys won the men's Survivor Series match. So I'm mm-hmm. going to use you guys to determine the next number one contender. They made Survivor Series matter. Good. <laughs> That's what you should do, right? Um, it turned out to be Braun's dumbass thought he should be number one contender. That's why he did. So then they have a bunch of qualifying matches. So it's going to be. After the qualifying matches, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, AJ Styles are in the uh, triple threat. Uh, the Fiend attacked Randy Orton to get him out of there. So that's why that's happened, right? Oscar um, loses to Sasha Banks via roll-up in a very good face-versus-face match. Um, Lashley runs runs through Sami Zayn. Uh, Roman Reigns beats Drew McIntyre in a very, very, very good main event match uh, with Jay running interference and then uh, Roman making Drew pass out to the guillotine. Uh, not tap out, but pass out. Um, to the point where Drew was not on Raw. I think that was a good touch, too. And now, the the match of the night. Street Profits beating New Day. Ooh, boy. It was so good. Um, exactly what you thought it should be. Uh Dawkins came away. I always I always look to where Dawkins and Creed look 
at the end of those matches because they are the the secondary members of those teams, just to be fair, right? Um, but Dawkins looked great. Um, just the moves they were doing looked great, like just all around. And Kofi Shine, like you, you, you forget how good he is because we spent so much time needing everybody to know how good he is. He, he mm-hmm. looked great. Um, well, the way uh, he got to Survivor Series with the thing with the leg on Friday, uh, where he, where they won, and he had the the, the injured leg. Somebody clipped him or something from behind, and he's. Uh, mm-hmm. The way he saved the match and threw himself over the top rope with one leg, and it just yeah, real good story told with the with the injury. Yeah. So a I, spot I'm, I'm going to remember like a for a long time. Yeah, well, I mean they didn't play that up in the match. Um, oh, okay. A spot that I'm going to remember is Kofi going for the Trouble in Paradise and missing, and then Tez hitting him with the Trouble in Paradise. Very what? nice. Very nice. Um, and, you know, it was all love after the match because it should be. But I think that, you know, I think they said the Street Profits have lost three times in 2020. You know? Um, That's cool. Like, yeah, for the, all the things that we say about, you know, how Vince McMahon feels about tag teams, he's high on those two, you know? Um, I, I think they are treated very well. And, of course, after that match, and the frustration from Xavier Woods of not getting it done, that that leading to New Day versus the Hurt Business in two weeks in a row, another banger, with the New Day actually winning after a restart after they won by DQ um, or by Countout. Yeah, it just uh, led to a bunch of good stuff. Like I'm really – I mean, the Street Profits were brought in in a way I don't think we've seen a team brought in. That being, you know, the host of Raw. I think that boded well for them early on, and they have been allowed to really get to it in the ring. Well, and uh, really on their personality. We were pretty skeptical about what No, no, no. I wasn't happy about it, but Vince McMahon's an old white man, so he thought he was doing the right thing. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that was a good look for them. I mean, brought on as the NXT tag champs at that point, you know? I think they were – made to be important, and yeah, they, they have been allowed to really showcase in the ring and have these long-form matches, and uh, yeah, beat the New Day. Like, you beat the team that doesn't lose, you know? Um, yeah, it was really good. Survivor Series was strong. It, it really was. Um, you know, me, me staying up for the entirety of a pay-per-view means it must be good, and it was good. Yeah, that's uh one that I, that I I regret not even like going back to like see what was good to to pick and choose kind of thing. I completely just oh, and then this oh the one I forgot that I didn't even tell you about the women's Survivor Series match. Oh yeah. So uh, Raw's kind of or SmackDown's kind of getting smoked. Uh, Bianca Belair is killing it, you know, putting on putting on a show at the end. Uh, how about Lana tagged herself in at one point in the match, so Shayna and Nia made her stand uh, on the steps so she couldn't tag herself in. Like, nah, go stand over there. Um, I forget who Shayna or who Bianca was in with last, but those two get counted out, and Lana, who is not even legal, is the last person in the match, so she's the sole survivor for the women's team. 
Wait, who pinned Bianca? Straight up. Nobody pinned her. Bianca, it was a double count out at the Oh, she got counted out. Right. Yeah. Whatever. So, I was, I was, I remember saying a couple weeks ago, it'd be great that if uh, Bianca was the sole survivor and that could start like a push towards, but you know, whatever. Absolutely, but she was tech. I mean, in, in, a, in, a, in the way of nobility, she was the last person in the match. Like, Lana won on a technicality. Bianca was fighting strong and got caught up. Like, why even have... You know what I'm saying? So, they kept her strong. That's a stupid finish, though. Like, why even have... Like, it's a know. convoluted finish, it's but it also tells the story of why... I mean, it does tell a story with Lana. You know what I mean? That they've been telling. Lana's the underdog. Well, Lana's counted out. Lana's constantly bullied. She and now she has this thing. Table. Yeah, and she has this thing over Shayna and Nia that they can't refute. So she got a title match with Oscar that she didn't even want. They were like, "Not." They were like, "Lana, you won. How do you feel? Like, what are you gonna do? You want a title match with Oscar?" Lana was like, "Nah, I'm not even saying all that. Like, I'm just still processing this. Like, this is the greatest, greatest compliment." And Oscar was like, "No, I heard you want a match. Let's go." And she was like, "Damn it!" But then it it. Right, but then like it flips into a tag team match with <laughs> her and Oscar against Shayna right. and Nia, and, her and, 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 and they yeah. she hauled ass up the ramp so she wouldn't be nowhere near. She knew what time it was. <laughs> yeah, she knew exactly what time it was. Let's yeah. get out of here, man. So, all right. Well, I'm glad uh, Survivor Series was. Was uh was good. That's not something that's you know you can say every every Survivor Series every year after Survivor Series is over. Like oh that was a good Survivor Series. <laughs> uh, so I guess that's two in a row. I think the, the NXT one, the NXT uh, NXT one was so last good. Year was really Absolutely. Good. But this one, but that that's good. That was good build up for the most part. This was not the best Survivor Series build-up, but then an actual... But it, it, yeah, it performed. It, performed. it absolutely performed. Um, yeah, and again, the men's the men's team winning, that leading to a chance of being the number one contender. The women's team winning, that leading to the sole survivor getting a title shot. Making things count is important. Yeah, like it really is. So... Oh yeah, next week you get that that triple threat that should be really good. Um, you know, AJ, yeah, was, Keith Lee, was, they had some wrestling finishers like uh, like some good counters into into leverage and roll up pins like that weren't like just like patty cake schoolboy pins like some good wrestling moves counter moves mm-hmm. into a, into a finish yeah, roll from. Woods, Shelton has him in the power bomb. He flips it to a, uh, a modified code red for the pin. Like, I like that. Yeah. Let's wrestle. With Matt Riddle in, in his match, he did something and countered and hit a, did a, did a wrestling move to, to win his match. And yeah, it was just like, hey, look at that. I do wonder how, you know, Randy Orton and The Fiend, I wonder. You always question dedication. Like, is Randy going to be dialed into this to play it up the way it needs to be played up? Like, he's done the whole – he did the WrestleMania thing with him. He did the 
fight in the in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house thing with him, you know, does this thing keep him motivated, you know? And, uh, you know, the Seamus and Drew thing has been good. I, even on Monday, Seamus talked about, yo, I, I'm the one that motivated my man Drew, and that's my He's best friend. And, and he should be. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how, they, that's how they sold it. And he's like, so, yo, I think I deserve the match. And, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, whoever comes out of that, I, I think that's going to lead to a good match with Drew. I, I really, really, really think they're holding off Keith Lee and Drew. I think that if I had to go with somebody, it'd probably be AJ because, uh, you know, probably the the best performer out of that group. It's a different match because I, I, I think that even though they're comparable in size, an AJ match is very different from a Dolph match. Um, former world champion, somebody who's a credible threat at all times. I think that's a good match for Drew um, at TLC if it leads to that. Well, I mean, remember how good the match, the AJ Brock match was? Like now AJ can do way more. Mm-hmm. There can be, you know, could, yeah. I I think AJ could should be just just because that. That would be a great end of the year kind of uh, maybe even stretch it out to the Rumble and have a rematch. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I've been kind of secretly waiting for AJ and Drew to have a match. I'm just yeah, that should be good. They just match up really well, so. Yeah. Uh, any 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 uh AEW or other Yeah, I'm I'm news. so Willie Hobbs joins Taz's team. They just keep getting blacker and blacker. Um that's kind of cool. I'm I'm curious to see cuz I I think you know a lot of people who I share similar views with really think Ricky Starks has next, right? And so that stable getting bigger, you know, I wonder if he's going to get to say more, um, exactly what that evolves into. And I'm I'm interested in that. Um, you know, this John Moxley, Kenny Omega uh, contract signing, you know, I think AEW leading off with that and then revisiting it at this point where they're at different points, uh, but working towards the same point in their trajectory, I think is really good. Um yeah, I think that at the top of that card kind of stays strong. I thought that uh, Top Flight looked really good against the Bucks last week. Those kids are really good. Um, yeah, AEW was, was a solid show. Like, I rarely have bad things to say about AEW. I, I do think that the inner circle Vegas stuff, like, like I understand what Jericho is given to wrestling. I understand Hangover. Reinvent himself time and time and time. Like we're yeah, we're getting really really cute, and they can all kind of execute the same that they're doing. But you know, let's get back to the ring. Let's do stuff there. Um, yeah, I, I thought overall it was it was pretty solid. Um, and they, they I, I'll tell you this about AEW. Um, I can't think of a bad show that they've had. Like it's always pretty solid. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I'm a bad sure. TV show that they've had. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure they, I'm sure they exist, but I'm always like, yeah, show solid. Yeah, show solid. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I, I think I want to probably take back some of my initial praise for Jade Cardinal. I think I was kind of hung um, up on her visual presence. How fine she is? Oh my God. <laughs> I think I think I might be understanding why WWE is like, alright, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I, she starts talking, it's just like, oh. I thought it was good what she did initially with Cody. Um, I thought that Brandy was kind of the the overproduced one in the moment, but also like, if if I was introducing Shaq for a match. Um, I would probably have somebody a bit more seasoned running the lines, you know? Like, I, I would – a new act introducing this pop culture icon, I don't know if that was the route to go. Um, but when you're involved with, with a Cody and Brandy storyline, yeah, yeah, they're going to ask a lot of you. And so, you know, hopefully that straightens up a little bit. Um yeah, you, are they gonna do? You think they're gonna do a mixed tag, and not a uh, and not a one-on-one match? Yeah, I don't know why anybody would want to see Jack and Cody Rhodes fighting each other in any time. Yeah, that. just to to be like super clear, Shaq hasn't been great as an athlete since '06. Was Boston in '06? I absolutely. No. No, 06 was when he won the title with Miami. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Like, and again, Shaq is one of the great performers of our lifetimes, one of the great athletes of our lifetimes, but yeah, that was like 20 years ago, you know? So can he can he get in there and wrestle for sure, but like we weren't even clamoring for it when it was with the big show. Right, you know? that like, was, it was cool. like, oh, okay, yeah. It was cool, so this is not like either one of them winning isn't like an impressive thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all right, what do you do? What do you do next? You gonna you gonna you gonna ask Kareem to come? Like Brian Cage was over enough, like maybe. You know, maybe yeah, and that's another it. thing. A big part of Shaq is aesthetics. You know what I mean? Like. Cody? Lance Archer standing toe to toe with Shaq is different than Cody. Like, just kick him in the leg, Cody. We know he can't move. Yeah, so. I mean, I guess I, I I I say this, and guys, you know that we know we understand AEW is on TNT. We understand that inside the NBA is one of the focal points of that network. We understand that Shaq has his foot in a million businesses, and they can probably sell another 100,000 pizzas next week if this thing goes. We get all that. It doesn't make any of it entertaining. Yeah, yeah. perfectly said. Um, let's talk to some folks. Uh, 347-202-0103 is the number to call. Let's start with uh, maybe Craig. I don't know. One one one. I have some Craig. Craig. Hey, what up? Craig, can you hear me? What up? Yeah, what up, Craig? Long time, man. How you feeling? How's it going, Dad? I'm feeling good. I personally good to hear. Would good love to hear. would love to see Shaq choke slam Cody. 
through a table or something. Okay. I mean, I think I think Shaq could do some fun, and also we have the hope that if if Shaq goes another five years in the business, like he has another match, like five years down the road, that he'll have a longer career than the Undertaker. So that'd be cool. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I don't. I hope Cody doesn't turn into you know Jeff Jarrett, where he just gave himself all the important stuff, all the celebrity interactions that he was able to manage to get uh, TNA back in the day or whatever. He's like, well, I, of course I'm going <laughs> to. It's going to revolve around me, and I'm going to be the focal point of the storyline being told, or the story being told. Whether it makes He's sense. He's kind of already done that, though, hasn't he? Who, Cody? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Cody. I mean, he's already... I thought he jumped the shark a while ago with Tyson. And, uh... Not uh, not Tyson. That was Jericho. Um... With, uh... The, uh... uh new dog. And the, the whole, uh... Dying is there for a week. And uh oh. going on this show and, and just being like the face of the company even though like why is he who who knows who the hell Cody Rhodes is? And yet he's still taking he's still doing that like you said, it's double J. Yeah. That I there's I don't. I, I want to. I often say I want to know who, who's in the. You know who's in on the decision making. But seriously, like somebody else has to be in that room to go. Like even Shaq, is Shaq like completely? Like he's got some sense of star power. He's a big, larger than life star. What? No. Shaq sells the general's insurance. And no. became the spokesperson for Papa John's so, because Papa so, John's yeah. is too racist. Within no. like a month. Like, no, yeah, Shaq has decided, I'm going to get as much of this paper as I can for as long as I can. And if anybody. Oh, oh, Shaq is a cop. Oh, like, hold up. Shaq hold up, decided, man. Are you, I'm going to do. Are you, calling, are you calling Shaq a whore? A whore, right? <laughs> I was going to ask the same thing. I think Shaq could actually whoop me. I'm not calling that man nothing. What, the Undertaker couldn't? Undertaker? Nobody with two fake hips is going to beat my ass. Like, no. Yeah, I put... No. I, I'm, 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 I, I got my money on Cam in that in that battle. <laughs> I got that much one, faith in One me. lateral move. One <laughs> Undertaker, I know his, like, I know where to hit him. He's like a putty on on uh, Power Rangers. Hit him right in that Z, and it's a wrap. What are you going to do? <laughs> Damn it. If you made a juke, if you made a juke move, he'd exactly. be done. If I dip left, he'll never be right. <laughs> that's, that's it. All right. All right. But no, 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 no. I, but unabashedly, Shaq is very much, Shaq will endorse anything for anyone. Uh, he, he has no shame. You know, he's going to get as much of his money as he can for as long as he can. And, and you know, I, I think he picked that up from Magic. And I, I think Magic is more discreet about it. I think Magic was in a position early on to be able to invest in good, in good brands. But 
yeah, I, I think Magic was there, but like, don't forget Magic Johnson had like a bunch of theaters in the hood. <laughs> I've been to a Magic Johnson theater. Like, the people who aren't going to Magic Johnson theaters are not criticizing Magic Johnson theaters. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's you know, here's my like question that. though about that whole that whole uh, Shaq thing. Would you rather? I mean, all right. I, well, that's a two part question, I guess. Would you rather see? Shaq versus Cody or Shaq versus Chuck. And if this whole thing leads to Chuck being in Cody's corner and doing something to Shaq in the match, would it be worth it? Chuck? I'm assuming you mean Charles Barkley and not Chuck Taylor. Oh, Barkley. Yeah, Charles Barkley. Okay. Man, you can't tell uh, No, I don't want to see him do anything. You call that man Chuck. Like, oh no, yeah. I oh I love him. Yeah, yeah. Charles Barkley. I know, I know, but Please, no, I don't want to see Charles Barkley doing that. I don't want to see a Republican versus a cop in a fight. <laughs> no, <laughs> keep keep it, keep it. Uh. Well, a Republican so you, versus a cop in a fight. I actually would want to see. RoboCop and Judge Dredd, that sounds fun. Uh, but no, because um, I think, again, Craig, like like we are, um, the three of us, we are people who saw these, we saw Phoenix Charles Barkley, and in Travis's case especially, Philly Charles Barkley, you know, and one of my earliest memories of good basketball is Orlando Shaq, you know, Um Breaking Backboard yeah, and the movie Blue Chips and all that. No, I don't want to see that's guys one of my favorite movies, 20 years out of their prime. Matter of fact, Charles is 30 years out of his prime. No, I don't want to see them do anything physical. Like, old man strength is cool against a young man. That's the fight I want to see. And Cody's like, Cody's my age. Like Cody's not even, like, even though he's in great shape. He's not like, it's not like Ricky Starks fighting Shaq. Because that's a different amount of bumping around and, oh, my God, I didn't realize he could. That's different. It was freshman year when old man, freshman year in college, we were in the dorm room watching old man Charles Barkley on the Rockets bust his knee up for the last, for, you know, get carried off of NBA court for the last time in his professional uh, career. And that was 1998. <laughs> yeah. All he did was get fat and lose money to Michael Jordan. Like I don't want to watch you do anything after, you know. And, and Charles Barkley is not even like. And granted, I bet you right now anybody who's ever listened to this show, Charles Barkley will beat them in a one-on-one game of basketball anytime, anyplace. Right now, today, <laughs> like I, that's true. Charles Barkley ain't beating you in no forty though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Charles Barkley. Probably not going to outwork you in the gym right now because that's not what he is. Charles Barkley is is a spectacular athlete at one sport specifically that his muscle memory will absolutely allow him to dominate. I don't want to see him do anything physical, let alone against somebody like Shaq, who I also really don't want to see do anything physical. Hell no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're you're kind of afraid it would be. Somebody's going to hurt. Somebody's going to hurt. Yeah, hurt. It'd be a replay of uh, like the Saudi Arabia match with Taker and uh, it'd be worse. Triple H it'd be and all that. I wouldn't know. 
Because I didn't watch that stupid shit. <laughs> It'd be worse, I would speculate, because I didn't watch it either. But I think it would be worse, because at least uh, Undertaker and Goldberg theoretically know how to have a wrestling match. I think that, that, that's no doubt about it. They just both had their, or one of their worst matches at the same time. And Shaq and Charles Barkley ain't wrestlers. Yeah, well, it'd be interesting, though, if, if let's say it's Cody and uh, Shaq. A lot of the a lot of the selling is the key to the match. Like, the the movement, the action, like, the I assume the big move would be Shaq power or, uh, you know, choke slamming in through a table or something like that. But a lot of that movement is on Cody, right? So would do you think they could pull it off? Well, I do. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's not my issue. <laughs> you know, that's not or that's not my concern going into a, that theoretical match. My concern would be who the hell wants to see that? How do you how do you sell that? How do you market that? How do you build that up? How do you get to it in the first place? Who's going to take issue with who? Is Cody's wife going to get him? Apparently, so, so, so what's it? Yeah, so his wife's going to be responsible now. He got to fight Shaq. What the fuck? How's <laughs> that key and people skit? You know, it's such a pussy. And then you know you got to step in and fight this big giant bodyguard. Like fuck, fuck that man. Like that's corny. Like, nothing about this sounds good in any kind of, like... Yeah, I, I'm not you know. I'm not that into the idea of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting to, to consider. And I'm wondering, like, because it, it happened so quickly after the pay-per-view, they, but old gear or whatever the hell the last pay-per-view was, it happened, they, they set it up so quickly, it's like, are they going to do this on TV to set up something like... Uh, to, to prepare for NBA season, or are they going to stretch it out to the pay-per-view? Because th- if they're going to give it away on TV, that's interesting. Maybe. I wouldn't be... Uh, yeah, I see where you're coming from. With I you. wouldn't be surprised if the if the, if the the idea of having Shaq work with him is that, well, the payoff is going to be on TNT, right? And if they have, you know, like, all right, well... Because after coming out of full gear, they had a ton of stuff and have a ton of stuff that they can work with for the next three months. They don't need fucking Shaq. Mm-hmm. Like I hope, I hope because of the network's synergy and stuff that he's coming cheap. Otherwise, like you just like you don't need him. Nobody's turning in turning on TNT. Nobody's going to be turning on Dynamite because that doesn't already watch Dynamite or know about that, that Dynamite's on and they're choosing otherwise because they hear Shaq is going to be on responding to something Cody Rhodes said or vice versa. Well, my, so, my thing, my anyway. thing about it is it, why, like, anybody who watches basketball, watches basketball, like, no one's going to be like, oh, Shaq, I got to watch basketball now. Like, Right, none of the TNT basketball fans are going to be like, I mean, maybe. I don't say nothing. They have a decent amount, you know, 5, 10, 12 million people any given, you know, depending on the game or whatever time of the season are watching it. 
So you get a couple of them that tune in, I guess. I, again, I'm, I'm I gonna watch basketball because I like basketball, but I'm not gonna watch it because Shaq showed up on AEW. Yeah, and, and I don't you, know any. And what does the NBA get out of this? You're you're absolutely right. Like it does, it only works one way. If it's gonna work, it's gonna. If there's gonna be benefit, I should say it's AEW getting the rub from Shaq showing up. Not <laughs> Shaq's not getting any kind of fucking, you know. But Shaq also also gets to fill one of his like I, I don't know if it's a bucket list thing or whatever, but he's going on WrestleMania. Like maybe not in a match or nothing official, but he's in that stupid little battle royal, I think. And, and yeah, I mean as official. Was no, I mean was he in battle royal? He had like a nose to nose. I think I was at that damn show. It was wasn't it at Dallas? I remember standing in the damn refreshment, you know, getting food and watching on the monitor Shaq and somebody else mix it up. I thought he was going to be in the Battle Royal, but it never happened. I, well, I don't know. I'd maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, no, it could be one of those Mandela effects because yeah, <laughs> I thought he was going to be there and I'm just making up memories that he was there. I got a whole. <laughs> standing in a food line story with it. I don't know. We're having a whole other conversation in a whole other universe. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the one, one of the questions I had for you guys, I haven't talked to you guys in a while, and, and I, I, first of all, I want to thank you guys for uh, putting out this audio. Even that... Uh, even the VIP where you talk about comic books for like an hour of it. Hey, Craig, when was the last time we talked about comic books? Well, you say book. I, I just get those confused because I kind of tune out, but I, I hear your voices. So, like, I have a question with Sick, but, you know, it's over. Hey, Craig, this is a fun story. Travis, you want to tell them about the audio dump? No. Oh, the demon dust? Get my... So basically, like, and and this is the place to say it, like, guys, you got to understand, like, my my job specifically is super busy this time of year because uh, registration's open for the spring. Kids can't go in and see their advisors, so their first instinct is to call us, and so... I'm talking to like 50 kids a day. And so working eight to five, talking to 50 kids a day, and then checking your email to produce content can be fairly difficult, right? So Travis meanwhile, is like, meanwhile, uh, and this is out these so unfair. Like three a day. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's putting out, yeah, two-hour audios on like a four, on four chapters of a book. I'm like, okay, guy. Um, but – the hard thing about it is I saw that the new season of his Dark Materials premiered on HBO, so I was like, fuck, I need to check. <laughs> I'm sure Travis has sent me out. Mm-hmm. And so the synergy of the show and the show, I was like, no, I got to put this out. This is messed up. So, yeah, you're welcome. I, I, I think yeah, he's sweating that. bullets like, well, are we even going to? Travis doesn't download his own podcast. Come on, Fred. You got to download your own podcast. Oh, I don't either. That's vanity. I don't download my own show. 
I don't I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. yeah. You got to do it just to get your numbers up. No, it don't work like that anymore. I don't want that on my phone. <laughs> like literally, it don't work like that anymore. Yeah, like, 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 no, we know two, your device. Two you know years ago, they, uh, the the technology changed and how they uh, track podcasts because the business got too big and people were, you know, uh, uh, people learned their lesson with um, with, uh, with radio. Radio got away with that scam for decades. Arbitron. The fucking name of the rating system was called Arbitron. Like, no, I was I was part of it twice. Arbitrary. Wow. It was called you know, Arbitron. Like, yes! Yes! They throw it in your face that this is some arbitrary hey, like, bullshit. <laughs> hey, man, they, they just kept sending, me, they just kept sending me cash. The name of my pet, my name of my animal shelter is Kill a Kitten. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> we do. Fuck. But yeah. Um, um, yeah, so thank you for putting out all the content the last, especially the last month, because I've been in, in, I've been in it. Yeah. And uh, it, it helped a lot, you know, listening to you guys. Um, you know. Being being silly, and I I couldn't talk because I couldn't breathe, so it was cool just to hear you guys and everybody that uh, contributes to the show. All the well, it's cool and good like to hear you. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a it's been a, it's been a thing, I, and I appreciate the the words that you guys said, uh, Brian and Rich and all them. Um, really meant a lot because I was dealing with. Uh, a lot more than just physical shit, you know? Uh, so, uh, like, positive vibes coming to you out of nowhere, it seems. And I'm like, why are these people saying this stuff? Like, out of nowhere. Like, that's really cool. And, and so, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for all that. Um, the, um, Miz and my sister and me usually get together for Thanksgiving and go to the Lions game. We're not yeah. going to be able to do it here. Um, and I get Blitz back on Saturday. Uh, Blitz is going to meet her in Cleveland and pick up the dog. Um, but he has tomorrow off. And he asked me, um, which, like, what should I watch as far as wrestling is concerned since the good game for tomorrow got canceled? So I'm wondering... If you guys were to pick like a top three or whatever top one um, okay. event from the past like you know twenty years or whatever to watch on just a fun thing not it doesn't have to be a great show like a great pay per view yeah but a fun one just something to just put on and just have fun watching what what's the most fun pay per view you could recommend for somebody to watch tomorrow? Well, that first uh, 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 ECW one that they did. Uh, the first One Night Stand? One Night Stand. That was freaking awesome. Um, just a really fun pay-per-view. Mania, Mania 18. I mean... Rockin' Austin, or Rockin' Hogan. Really, it was a fun match. 
But as far as the whole show, yeah, yeah. the first one night stand. I always default to Mania 19. I think that top Ooh. to bottom, um, I, I think that athletically, star-power-wise, I think that's the best show they've had. Um, Put those on back-to-back. Back. No, so, so that's the funny. Or back-to-back-to-back, to back, back, 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, yeah, I think that is their best three-show run for sure. Um, I would say if you – if you're going to listen to what you're watching while you're watching it, um, that uh, Untold Angle and HBK I think is really, really good just to listen to what went into that. Like, I can't tell if Shawn Michaels is actually a humble person or if he's learned to project humility. Either way. Either way. This humility is part of his arrogance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I don't know how much of it's authentic, how much of it isn't, but I think that he is, does a very good job of at least, like, feigning uh, humility. So I think that's good. Um, I would say NXT Chicago uh, with Baton oh, Dunn yeah, with Pete Dunn. and yeah. the DIY turn. Yeah, I think that one is way up there. Um, at, the, at first, Brooklyn NXT. SummerSlam. Yeah, SummerSlam with, with uh, yeah, and Bulldog. I would say that one. Um, I mean, and just for a who's who and where are they now? I think Mania 14 really serves that purpose. Um, just seeing Rock and Shamrock, knowing Rock's trajectory, uh, Stone Cold, Tyson, and HBK. Um, I think that even though HBK wasn't at his height, there's not a better aesthetic for HBK, you know, with his back broken. I think that that's a really cool look. Um, and and really, Bash at the Beach 96. Like, that's – Bash at the Beach that's 96. Ho- that's where Hogan turned. And Halloween yeah. Havoc 96. That Eddie Guerrero-Rey Mysterio match is worth watching the whole thing. Was it 96 or 97? I know somebody's going to tweet me as soon as I say it. Don't ask me. Um, Bruce, Bruce. Chris, wait, because I'm going to tell you. Uh, Ray, Eddie, Halloween. Because as soon as I said it, I was like, I bet it's 97. Yep, 97. Yeah. Well, thanks, guy. I mean, that's that's a whole lot of things we can watch. I mean, shit. I was going to watch Christmas movies for the next month. And this now. Yo, and if you gotta yo, go, yo, uh, Craig, I watched Fat Man. Have you seen Fat Man yet? You no, watched. You really know. watched that? Wow. I did watch I was, Fat I was, Man. I watched it this morning. Um, I'm a, I'm a fucking. I hate Mel Gibson, but I'm a Walton Goggins fanatic, right? So, Craig, um, there's like this piece of shit, uh, like Bizarro Richie Rich, uh, kid. Uh, you know, you, you've seen the archetype in so many movies, like the rich kid who just needs everything. He is a bone to pick with Santa Claus. Santa Claus has basically been priced out by big corporations, and so he's not delivering toys anymore, so he's kind of retired. He gets a call from the U.S. military because they need him to produce, like, microchips and bullshit, right? So he's kind of back in the act. 
Meanwhile, this kid who has a grudge against Santa enlists hitman Walton Goggins, who also has a childhood grudge against Santa, to kill Santa Claus. It was actually pretty good. I gotta see and this. And of course, they gave Mel Gibson and they gave him an English black wife because that's your damage control. But <laughs> it actually is a pretty good action movie. Like I enjoyed it. Has, has he gone on social media and just ripped her, or like yelled at a cop about her yet? <laughs> not just yet. Not just yet. He gave her some eyes sometimes, though. When he kissed her, he kept his eyes open. I didn't like it. Man, that's just creepy. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to check it out. Didn't actually do that. But no, it actually. Seriously, I've, I've had a. Yeah, I've had a hard time with that, with the Mel Gibson thing in particular, because I friggin' love Lethal Weapon. I love Maverick. I love like Maverick's a, fan a lot of Mel Gibson vehicles, and like he, you know, when him him uh, being a scumbag, kind of because I'm like, can I watch this shit now? You watch and you and. And then don't end up yeah. feeling bad about it. Or feel bad yeah. about it. Go watch it you want. I've kind of, I've kind of, you know, settled into that kind of mode. And just, you know, like, you know, you gotta. At some point, <laughs> you couldn't be, able, you couldn't watch a football game. You wouldn't be able to do nothing if you're like your lens yeah. how fucking, you know. But I get like everybody's not. Mel Gibson or you know whatever. <laughs> I I do the same thing with Hogan too. Like just I I don't watch Hogan shit because first of all Hogan shit sucks. Yeah, sucks that great. Voice. So you don't have uh, a <laughs> yeah for those easy boycotts. <laughs> but you feel good about your like, girlfriend like not you know yeah. sweat it. <laughs> but it's one of those things where you're like I don't I don't even feel good turning TV on right now. I didn't, you know, so it's Look, kind of the same thing. Anything that you see advertised on TV, you shouldn't eat it. Like any food advertised on TV, like as far as like your body and like you probably shouldn't put that in your, if it's a company that has the budget to make a commercial that goes, yeah, like, yeah, don't eat that or don't buy that. Yeah, it's a lot of, yeah, I, I basically got, basically got like extreme that. and you can, you know, sometimes you got to eat a fucking Oreo and be like, fuck it. I know Nabisco or Kraft or whoever evil and they steal water from the fucking table, put, you know, the water yep. table and sell it back to the community. <laughs> That's Lee or whoever. But, you they know, told me that. fuck this mac and, mac and cheese up. <laughs> they told me that in the hospital. They were like, yeah, basically, uh, I can't have sodium anymore. Sodium or carbs. And I'm like, I came home and I'm looking at all the labels I have. Yeah. I'm a I'm a bachelor, dude. I've been a bachelor for 41 years. I'm like looking at all my labels and shit. And all I'm the like, processed shit. Yeah, my mom would flip and I she, like, she jumped in my in my apartment, looks in looks in the cabinets and like, you see the sodium in this? You see all the, the, the this and that? <sighs> Fuck out my cabinets, mom. Goddamn. So yeah, I I <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, I'm gonna let you guys go. Uh, thanks for Appreciate taking my you, call. Anytime. Um, have, a, have a good uh, Thanksgiving. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're feeling better, Craig. Let's uh, let's stick around a while longer. 
all of yeah. us and enjoy each other's time a while longer for sure. Stay hydrated, Craig. Stay uh, stay off the carbs and the sodium as best you can. I know it's going to be hard. Try. <laughs> Uh, fuck carbs and sodium, not just the one. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. Craig, Craig's gonna have abs by Memorial Day. <laughs> just like yo, and the and the and the lowest blood pressure. pressure. Like, there's, nothing, low, there's nothing worse. Blood pressure, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing worse than like having like, and I'm not saying Craig wants to be like a male model. There's nothing worse than having the body you want and realizing that you cut out all fun to have it. Nothing worse in this entire world. Oh yeah. Ugh. I'm gonna go cry and eat two burgers right now. <laughs> uh, let's talk to who are we talking to. Let's talk to Tyler in Newark. Tyler, what's going on, man? What up? Not much, Travis. How are you and Cam doing this week? Doing all right. What's happening? Ah, uh, let's see. First off, happy pre-Thanksgiving to you guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, to start off, I have to deliver some kind of of sad news. Rest. Rest in peace to former Impact Vice President of Talent Relations and Travel, Bob Ryder. Yeah. Uh. Yes, he did. He, he had been suffering from cancer for the last eight years, but it looks like he fell at some point yesterday morning at home and never got back up. Oh. That's hard. Oh, shit. The Nashville Police Department found him at at six o'clock this morning, I believe. Okay. Well, you know, rest in peace to Bob Ryder and you know, shout out to his family and hope they're doing all right. Hundred percent. That's not me snoring, that's banner by the way. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Bless my baby's heart. What else you got for us, Tyler? So, it it looks like Alistair Black Black has become a, a victim of his wife behavior from a week and a half ago because it looks like he he may be out the door pretty soon. Uh-oh. Why so? Why say that? Well, 
on their roster is, I think, a good move. He could mess around and be um, that, like the Wayne Brady of that caliber of stuff. Maybe not the Wayne Brady, the the uh-huh. what's the guy from MTV that's done their X Games and all their like kind of like well, hey bro kind of you know stuff. Black dude with the dreads, uh, I forget, but he's like that guy. He he could fuck around and be that guy oh, for a network for a for a brand. That, like hide something. Sal Master that's Taylor. Taylor. That's it, Sal. Not Makai, Sal. Yeah, thriving in that environment. He's an Aspen and shit covering X Games. <laughs> like he would dread and thriving and, you know, just because he was so good and passionate about the about the sport and the, and the culture. Yeah, Xavier Woods could mess around and be the Sal Masticator for, for G4 if they survive, if they stay relevant for the next, you know, decade or so. And and another thing. Last week, last week, if you'll recall, I I mentioned that Edge and Daniel Bryan were were named to positions on the Raw and SmackDown creative teams back in May. Well. It looks like Daniel Bryan is receiving major praise from the SmackDown wrestlers as far as helping the helping the produce the show and surprise 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 the backup point guard is the smartest person and the most well rounded. <laughs> you know, most most coachable, not coachable or coachable, but the most person that, uh, that could take on the, the teaching or coaching role. Uh, there's a reason your Michael Jordans and your Magic Johnsons and stuff aren't uh, don't ever turn out to be coaches, or certainly not good coaches. And your, I don't know if Eric Snow ever was like a good coach, but he's a quintessential backup point guard. Got to spend uh, enough time. Yeah, you got to spend enough time knowing, being told what your limitations are. Yeah, to and trying and trying hard and using your head and not depending on raw fucking talent. Not that MJ or any of these other guys, they wouldn't have been able. They wouldn't have been as good. Not as that they you didn't work, work hard. But yeah, you had they didn't. to do other things. Right. Yeah, right. For sure. Right. Right. Right there with you. So yeah, Daniel Bryan. Not surprised that in his. Somewhat still not not physical prime, but uh, the fact that he's still in the mix can and and get and because that's not that's not easy to do. It's not easy to be not that he writes his own segments or anything, but I can't imagine it's it's easy to be in the mix and also be creative. You're not management or anything like that, but. Yeah, still, yeah. He, he he's he's one of the ones that has to sit there in in gorilla with with the headset now and listen to Vince, which 
believe, believe it or not, he like he likes. Yeah, let's fuck around in eight years from now, Daniel Bryan's Triple H's fucking right hand. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think right hand is, is, is going for that life. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But like in 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 the there's there's a world I think that that uh, that that exists. Brian goes, you know what? I can. The only way he does that classic good guy that's uh, that you know won't be squeaky clean good by the end of this movie series video game, where he goes in with all the ideals and is like, I need to change it from the inside. You know, Brian has this idealistic, you know, idyllic version of what it's like. You know, living out in the, you know, nature and with his kids and barefoot and with a twig in his mouth. <laughs> You know, sustaining, but he gives all that up at least in part because you know these wrestlers deserve fans deserve more, and he you know he's the he's the guy that, that that would do that. I could see him sacrificing his personal happiness and his i idyllic. You know, he's got the money, he's got the you know he could go away forever and be fine, live frugally, and live off the earth. And, drink well water and shit. <laughs> You'd be perfectly fine. You'd never hear from him again. But he would, uh, no, they deserve better. And then, you know, 10 years from now, we're like, yelling about, he's a corporate stooge and he's changed. <laughs> you don't understand, guys. Like, yeah, nice suit, Brian. <laughs> uh. Like, for the first three years, you know, he's going in with us casual, you know, his Birkenstocks and sandals and, you know, and slowly but surely. Y'all know the story. But anyway. Um, all right, Kyle, and I, uh, I appreciate you, man, but we're going to keep it moving. Um, uh, Boris, can you make it real quick so we can uh, keep things going? Not take too long. I I was I was thinking when y'all was talking earlier with the Undertaker is that thousand dollars so um WWE can get their thirty percent is that that's why he charged thousand dollars. Oh, oh <laughs> I think somebody was joking. Yo, what? Huh? If some if they're not going after Undertaker's fucking extracurriculars. You know, like, oh, so Peyton Royce is fucking Twitch and shit. Y'all going fucking piece of. But Undertaker, who don't need it one fucking bit. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's the follow-up story we need. That definitely is the follow-up story we need. Uh, Darrell, what you got for us real quick? I got for you guys. Okay. First off, how y'all doing? Um, stay safe out there. I, I see the Cowboy Strength and Condition um, Conditioning Coach um, just passed away not too long ago. Oh shit! Um, what? Yeah, yeah. So, um, damn, Bob Ryder yep. didn't get half of that response. Uh. <laughs> yep. So, hopefully, y'all stay safe and um. Oh, he died from the road? Is, is that what is that the cor- correlation that you're making? They saying medical reasons, but you know, I don't know. They never said that he went to the hospital, but he was rushed there. You know, 
I don't know. You know, they've been hush hush about that. Blame Jerry Jones. He already mm-hmm. don't like us anyway. But anyway. <laughs> oh, damn. But um, um, I hope y'all had fun doing um the most watched um versus battle ever. Man, what? nine million, I had a fucking, fucking, fucking nine million I had people watched it that day. Ball. Oh my god, that was so fun, man. Didn't they took me back? Mike and Brandy didn't get even close to 9 million. <laughs> they were nowhere near that. They only had a million people. And you yeah. a bunch of they people had 9 like million me people watching and, on and, YouTube. And they were the record. They, like, killed anybody like before them. They beat they beat um, the most watched show on television that, on that day by 3 million. God damn. But, um, yeah, so, see... When um I, I say that because Tam uh be shielding and stuff and be standing for um things and having people watch horrible stuff and then he come on this show the next <laughs> day and um uh, and and see her kind of hype it and talk about it was good and stuff be out here lying so at best I'm still upset with him but see when I man Tam said on this show less than an hour ago AEW hasn't put on a bad TV show so I, I my whole the whole Cam whole. That's uh, not what I said. <laughs> I said I haven't been on a bad show. I said I can't remember a bad show. Let's be oh, clear. Okay. You technical ass motherfucker. I can't remember. I don't recall. But he's so he, senator. He, 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 he remember every glass of milk that walked by though. <laughs> My oh, God. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa! This ain't Twitter. Be cute. Be cool. Be cool. Mm. <laughs> um, All right. But yeah, man. Um, that was good, man. And um. I just get on these other stuff for you guys, man. Um, that's it, man. So y'all have a good night, man. These shows about to come on, man. But Cam, you. you were lying about that. And you had that flippy floppy match that didn't um that didn't um that wasn't a real match. All they were doing was just flipping and flopping. I hear you, but those kids are good, man. <laughs> they they were looking like they were doing the time, doing the busy work to um Lupe Fiasco mm. kick foot um Lyrics. Wow. Alright, man. Let me let me read uh Jabron's email real quick. Try to get through this as fast as possible. Uh all three guys of the new day have been uh, added as playable characters in the, the New Year's of War update. Uh my question, does WWE get a cut of whatever those guys sign in the game? Or would that be separate? Uh, no, the WWE definitely is going to get their money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, because like they were advertising like, Biggie. Stuff like that Kofi is Kofi what's in the contract. Did you see? Like, uh, I know you didn't watch the Bible series, but they actually came out in Gears of War gear. Uh, so they had oh, like, nice. the sh- they had their game uniforms. Yeah, it was dope. It was dope. Maybe not on TV, but I, uh, they're they're obviously fans of Gears of War, so I've, I'm sure, I've seen them do Gears of War stuff yeah. before. Um, but yes, rest assured. I think they, they had like a shoulder pad, pads. but it was specifically like Gears. This was like New Day styled with the colors and designs. It was their Got in-game it. designs. It looked really good. Got it. Yeah. Uh, second one is: Is this the best time ever in the brand split era that? Is this the first time ever in the brand split era that we've had two black tag champs at the same time? I couldn't think of any. Yes. Yeah. Because I can't think of more all black tag teams. So, yes. 
That yep. is absolutely the case. That is. Um, yeah, I don't even think it's – got to think hard about it. Uh, yeah, it's just never been – has there ever been – the question might be, has there ever been, like, two at a time even? Sure there has. Yeah, for real. Maybe. That's interesting. Like, has that even been a possibility in the branch split era or any era? So, all right. I uh, appreciate you, uh, Jabron, want to get that in there before uh, for the end of the show. But, yeah, so that wraps it up for us for another week. Uh, y'all be careful out there in Thanksgiving streets tomorrow. Uh, stay away from – what's that shit? She's always talking about Lightning Lee Ambrosia. On Thanksgiving? Yeah. God damn. Yeah. I guess. Um – if you don't got my girlfriend puts marshmallows on her fucking sweet on her on her like pumpkin whatever like that shit Josh does that we roast him about. My his mother mom does. What are you talking about? What? My mother cooks her uh, sweet potatoes with marshmallows. That's some that? Midwest white people I, shit that I never knew about till Josh bought it to my attention. Didn't know my girlfriend was from Indiana or Illinois. So. Yeah, my mother absolutely. That's the Wyoming. Influence. That's the candy. First of all, don't play us like that. I'd rather be white. Um, but yeah, candy, yeah, that's the candy. The sweetest hand. Or the, the marshmallow. Hell yeah. No. But all right, eat what y'all want. Just be careful out there. <laughs> y'all be um, safe, man. Stay home and yeah. stand. And we'll get at y'all next week. That's Cam. I'm Trav. We out. And a spit. Eat.